everybody. Welcome back to Rookies and Rockstars this Wednesday. We are so excited. We have got such a cool new co-host on the show. I just want to say I actually can't cope. But I, 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 you see, you can even hear the laugh. It's just, it's just so funny. So I just want to say that we've got a new co-host at Rookies and Rockstars on Cliff Central. The wonderful Simba. How do you actually? Now's a good time for you to tell me how to pronounce your surname, I guess. It's it's, it's Mere. Oh well, you see, it was, it, was, it was way better that you did it the first time. So exciting news! Simba Mere is the new co-host with me, and we are exploring, as you know, everything South African entrepreneurial. And we're getting into people's businesses. We're understanding where you are with yours, how we can feed you solutions, and also today's lineup beyond. The new and cool co-host Simba is awesome. So we're not sure what you've been up to. As you know, you can call in at any stage of the show, 0861-555-189. There is also the at cliffcentral.com Twitter handle where you can follow updates on what we've been up to, what we're doing, mm-hmm. all the other different shows. Yes. And then also on Instagram, cliffcentral. And on Facebook, and then also most importantly to stream, to listen, to get involved and interact is the WeChat, um, the official Cliff Central group on WeChat. Yes, we want to know what you guys have to say. So, guys, it is my first show on radio ever. So, Jay, thank you so much for that welcome. It's great to be here. I'm excited. I'm nervous at the same time. We have a great lineup as well. So, guys, please do engage with us. Uh, Jade, what is your Twitter handle? I am available at Jay. Oh, at Jade, at Jawbone, so at J A W B O N E underscore Jade, mm-hmm. and then I believe yours is, and I've been very proactive with you. I hope you've realised I've at been Simba the one, yes. the number one. So just spell that out. At S I M B A T H E and the number one. Okay, awesome. So we just to do a little recap. Last week we kind of touched on a few different elements of franchises, oh sorry, that was the week before, so we've kind of moved from franchises and then mm-hmm. last week we had Mark Sham talking social media, which was really exciting and interesting yeah. to know what he's up to, also launched his um, Suits and Sneakers show, Yes. yes. Um, or, or rather his, his event. I've heard a lot about this. Yeah, it's so cool, it's basically the like DNA of the brand he's creating is when to wear your suit and when to wear your sneakers. Um, So, yeah, it was so awesome having him here. And then Andrew Bannister from the Bannister Hotel in Bramfontein. Yes, yes. So just looking at how that area is growing and what everybody is up to there. And his story was so intense. Like he he bought that property in the 80s. Wow. So just in terms of of the patience it takes sometimes for entrepreneurship ventures, it really – I mean, in the 80s, he – Everyone told him he was mental to buy wow. that property, and he did. So, so cool. And then today, we, ha- we are going to be introducing some pretty cool guests. I mean, we've got Richard Mulholland. So, anybody in the industry of video, film, entrepreneurship, yes. creative amazingness, this guy is absolutely awesome. He's an absolute genius. We actually yeah, I know, had him you on. know him before, yeah. Yes, we actually used his offices as a location for top billing, and it was one of the zaniest places I have ever been to in my life. You've got to imagine the reception desk. It's a bathtub. Yes, it's a bathtub. And then if you're sitting at the reception, you sit on the toilet. Oh, never. It's basically how they roll. So it's actually quite fun. Oh, never. So you walk into the building and the reception is a bathtub and you sit on the toilet. Basically, I went Richard's office is in a treehouse, actually. <laughs> oh, never. Okay, so, so Rich is obviously 
our, our what what's also exciting about Rich is that he obviously gives us time to being a, a membership chair of the Johannesburg chapter mm-hmm. of the entrepreneurship organization. So welcome, Rich. It's nice to have you. Thanks very much. Good to be here. Yay. Welcome. <laughs> cool. So we were just, um, before we get to our other guests, we were just talking about um, your reception at your offices. It's and how a crazy office. <laughs> Well, I would argue that we don't actually have a reception area. We have a concierge desk, yes. and oh, that's sorry. a bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. We 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 we've digressed I mean, really. onto a. I mean, who has a reception exactly. area? Exactly. So right? passe. Come on. Hey, actually <laughs> bullshit right there. His office is actually where I got my first tattoo. No, you're lying. Really? This tattoo right there. No, you're lying. I'm serious. Oh wow. Okay. So some is <laughs> a groupie already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So also, uh, what was cool about the group? And and what we're looking at at the moment is obviously from last week being Women's Day, very important day. Actually, Simba and I had coffee together on Women's Day. It was mm-hmm. very special. She paid, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we 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 got to know about a very interesting awards uh, concept that's going on. I had no idea about, which is super cool. Is the Jewish Entrepreneurial Awards, which is quite exciting and. When we meet Howard now, I also asked Howard to bring through a lady um, because we thought it would be quite cool um, following on from Women's Day just to see somebody in the industry who's doing a cool job, um, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. You can see it on her face. She's got these dazzling blue eyes. It's wonderful. So um, we just want to say welcome, Howard. So Howard is um, – Howard Saxstein is – so I think we can explain it in a short while, but, I mean, you're basically – the organi- do you run it and own it? Or are you managing it? So, uh, so first of all, welcome. Sorry, well, I just you. you'll Good have morning. to bear with my ADD. <laughs> it, it kicks off. Keywords set me off. Mm. Good morning and nice to be here. Uh, I'm the chair of the Jewish Achiever Awards. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they're an annual charity fundraising event. Okay. And uh, they're taking place on the 24th of this month. Okay. And uh, what we do is we recognize achievement in a number of different areas, both within the Jewish community and in the broader community. Oh, nice. And, and uh, we have awards for people with listed companies, unlisted mm-hmm. companies, entrepreneurs, yes. as well as this year for the first time. We actually introduced an award to try and encourage entrepreneurship for those people 27 years old and younger. Oh, uh-huh. that's awesome. So the young guns. I think I think it's such a great concept. What do you think that sort of does for entrepreneurs? Do you think that sort of, I mean, to get an award for the work that they do, do you think it hypes it up a bit? Well, I, I think it's not just about receiving the award. It's yeah. about the fact that people are out there looking for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. looking to mentor them as part of a process, making sure that, in fact, their businesses are sustainable and that there's a process whereby they can be recognized, they can get publicity for the businesses mm. that they're in. And I'm very happy to say that uh, Adrian, who's with us today, was, in fact, one of the judges of the Young Entrepreneur Awards herself. Well, well welcome, Adrian. Thank you. Well, tell us, as a judge, what are you looking for? Well, with the young entrepreneurs, we were looking for, number one, young, Mm -hmm. dynamic. Um, Guys with uh, attitude, Mm -hmm. ideas, and um, a lot of go-get. And that basically was the criteria. Fantastic. I mean, do you you guys generally find that back in your day, there weren't enough mentors for entrepreneurs? Richard? Uh, no, I, I didn't think I looked for them. I, 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 it was kind of a different period back then. We were, it wasn't as accessible. So we would see Richard Branson and we'd see that he launched the book and we'd read that. And, and for the most part, the one problem with mentors is mentors come packing uh, knowledge of what already worked for them 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, we're coming into business to try and tell them that what they're doing is dated and old and wrong. 
and that's my biggest problem right now. I can't teach anybody anything all better than we are. You know, they, they have new ways of doing business. Yeah. I think I think what really I, I had a look at uh, richmulholland.com, and I think what what I liked in the beginning was where you've come from. Do you not like the end? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think your end and my end are two different ends, Rich. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think I think what I what I always you know when we're speaking to you about about your your we hate to be a platform that's generic in terms of, you know, your journey and all those things. It's important. But what I really liked about yours is it says you started off as a rock and roll roadie. Now that, considering where you are now, I mean, you look pretty rock and roll. You're chopped up to the max. You've got rock and roll hair, rock and roll clothing. And um, you have a concierge at, at the entrance of your business. So you are alternate. But I, I like that story. So can we just, if we can just unpack that a little, because I always find... I know that you, you, your opinion of, of an entrepreneur is pretty steadfast and it's kind of in your blood or not, but I think sometimes people don't realize they're going to be one. And so for me, looking at where you are now as a speaker and as somebody that people are looking up to as a businessman coming, having come from being a rock and roll roadie, what was that all about? Well, I can tell you that I absolutely never doubted that I would uh, run my own business. It was, okay. I, I certainly thought that that would happen from the start. I never considered I, when, when the option came and my parents asked me if I wanted to go to university, I thought it was just a ridiculously stupid idea. I, mean, I thought, like, why would I go to university? I don't need to get a job. And incidentally, yeah. university, what a crap sales pitch. It gets you your first job only. That's it, one job. Yeah. And then after that, your experience gets you. But I digress. But no, the only that's reason, a good point. The only reason with the, uh, with the rock and roll, how that happened, is I wanted to go see Depeche Mode when they came out here. And I didn't want to buy a ticket. And my dad <laughs> knew some guys. Yeah. Uh, so he got me a job. And he said, as a stagehand, and I started, I got sucked in and I enjoyed it. And I tried to get a job in the business side of things. And my boss offer, he said to me that he would never uh, hire anybody into an office that didn't have uh, experience on the road. So he said, give me two years. And I did it for two years exactly to the day. I went in the next day. I said, that's two years. I want to leave. He said, cool, my boy. I'll be me. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So then following that, what, what, what led you? Because obviously, I mean, the – you know, the bio on the site's pretty cool. And for anybody that's aspiring to be somebody as an icon that it can inspire others, what you're doing when you speak around the country is pretty awesome. And I guess, you know, I know that you have a very different view on kind of it, not not inspiring, but that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, grow some kahunas and just do it. Whereas I'm a little bit more sensitive to kind of… Sensitive, sensitive. <laughs> Seriously, like suck it up. Don't I sick to death of hearing people say, you know, I'm just waiting for the right time to start my business. Piss off, man. Quit your job and start it. Here's the only rule that matters for entrepreneurship. Yeah. Tomorrow will be harder. Yesterday would have been easier. End of story. Wow. There is nothing else. You know what happens? You get married. Oh, then I'm waiting for this. And you get kids. It's like people, oh, I don't want to get married. I'm just waiting to be in a better financial position. Piss off, man. Just get married. It doesn't cost you anything. It's cool. Uh, but, uh, and it's the same thing with starting a business. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just start it. You don't need motivation. If you need motivation, maybe entrepreneurship is not for you. Yeah. But, but you know what? That will that will be a challenge to the the twenty percent that are. Exactly. And they'll take it. And and you know, sorry, maybe don't quit your job. <laughs> no, but I, but I I guess what what I liked about what you'd said is you said the entrepreneurial pool doesn't need you then, and you're quite right. Like I mean, wow. I know when I'm speaking to fellow entrepreneurs and and the guests we have here who are awesome, I know that actually. If, if you're not on the same wavelength and you're not going to offer the same energy into all of us hitting in the same goal, it's not cool. 
So rather don't quit your job at the bank. The one thing is for me that every entrepreneur I've met, when they started, they have one quality. I know the only one quality between every single one person that I've met is they have delusional self-belief. They're in, in spite of all facts to the contrary, they believe they can make it. Mm-hmm. If you're doubting yourself at the beginning, then you don't have that delusional self-belief. Mm. Now, here's the, here's the scariest thing. The longer you wait, the more you lose it. The smarter I get, the more I think, oh, my God, if I knew what I knew now, I never would have quit my job. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Ah, oh, I see what you mean. And so, so, actually, so sometimes if we wait for advice and things and common sense, it's not a, it's not a sensible approach. I was, yeah. had a good job. I was earning good money. I was in a good place. When I told my parents I was quitting to start a company, they're like, don't be stupid, man. What are you doing? Yeah. But, now, but you know what? I, I believed that I could do it. And I, I lied to myself so convincingly that it actually became true. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. No, we see we love that. So, you know, um, Adrian, in terms of, of you as a woman, I know you said to me you'd, you, you've you been doing this for 26 years, which is which is quite intense considering when you would have had to have started as a woman on your own. So what I what I like about the theme of Women's Day, I mean, I'm, I'm not a feminist. I, would, I, I don't drive that message at all. Uh, I think that... Everyone should be fighting for their own opportunity. I don't think it has anything to do with gender. But mm-hmm. what what was it like then? Because you would have had to fight a pretty hard fight to be. T- I think the Take challenge. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is, Simba. So what what was your what was your approach? I mean, Richard's uh, got <laughs> very clearly got his own. <laughs> what was what was yours? I actually, to be quite honest, I don't think I thought about it much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just went head first and 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 took it and and ran with it. It was an idea. I knew I would succeed. I don't have the word no in my vocabulary. So even as a child, it was I had that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. Um, I worked for a, a, a job before, and I just realized that it was time for me to get up and go. I didn't think much about it. If I had, I might not have done it. And every day, every day from the day I started till today, it's the same challenges. And they just get a little bit more difficult because mm. it's grown, the business has grown, yeah. and a lot more challenges, but the essence, the actual problems that I, I encountered then, I don't think have changed much during the years. They're still there. Okay. So, so what would you say to a lot of women out there that are wanting to start businesses then, like Richard says, quit Why their jobs? Why women? <laughs> or, or even Please men out there as well. Going. Please don't get rich going. Surprisingly, on the You're young Jewish… You're to speak to women. You're not <laughs> to speak to men. I was very disappointed when we had the, the Jewish Achievers Young Awards. Mm-hmm. There were no ladies. And oh. I was quite shocked by that because mm-hmm. there are a lot of ladies out there who are dynamic and entrepreneurial and have that spirit. So next year, Howard, we look at... Howard, I'm fully judging you. Uh, look, I'm actually judging you. Uh, well, you Please, should, Howard. You should, you should actually judge me because yeah. we put Get it out. out to the public. Yeah. And uh, the public were able, to, able, in fact, to nominate, to nominate. people. And yeah. the mere fact that they didn't. And yeah. I think it's a reflection of uh, something that we're talking about. Ah, and, and that's the, interesting. And part of that reflection is on the self-belief. There's okay. some people who want to go home at 5 o'clock and that's their job, and they don't want to think about their job until the next morning. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, you will never be an entrepreneur. Yeah. If you go home at night and worry about what happened during the day, and you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and worry about how your creditors are going to get paid, and if you live your work over weekends, and if you're passionate and you absolutely love what you do, then you're an entrepreneur. No, if you don't want to take risks in life, if yeah. you want to have a nice, easy job, get your salary, go home, spend time, mm-hmm. good, good quality, leisure time, then stick to ba- the banking world. Yeah. Okay, so the only one thing about that is I don't want to make for a single second that, that, that we believe that entrepreneurs are winning and having a job is losing. 
Uh, some of my mates have amazing jobs, do amazing things, and they get they get to be entrepreneurial, but with other people's money in a huge, huge scale. Mm-hmm. They get to change the face of banking and change the law world and do these things. So it's but, about having an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah, like I don't think, and that's the one problem I think that we almost sell the fact that you know entrepreneur is the the top of the food chain here. There's an advantage to it in that you do have some degree of control and freedom over your life, but it's certainly not the only desired approach. And I, I don't feel that, that we should make everybody believe that, oh, if I'm not an entrepreneur by 30 or 40 or 50, mm. that I'm not doing well in my life. Like it's a, it's a completely different itch that you need to scratch that some people have. And if you don't have that, that's totally okay too. I, I agree with that. And I must say, I see some of the most amazing entrepreneurs every single day. I drive and there are guys selling items next to the traffic lights mm-hmm. and those are entrepreneurs because they've decided to actually go out and do something. And I see guys who are painting and they're selling their paintings next to the road and those are amazing entrepreneurs and people who set up sparser shops and they're trading themselves and those are the entrepreneurs that we need. But now you guys have your businesses, right? Did you have a moment where you were down and out and you thought, this is never going to work, I should just quit this now and go back to work? Can I say, I believe that the best entrepreneurs are those people who are too stupid to understand the risks in front of them. Mm-hmm. So you go in blindly, you go in with blind faith and belief, and you just go do it because you believe that you can. The biggest, pro- the biggest problem for me is not uh, that self-belief. It's the, the fact that you can get bored. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and that um, the, the, the motivation to start a business and the motivation to run a business is different. Yeah. And 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 that was a, a maybe a self-doubt thing. It's not that uh, can I start a business? Is it can I run it? Yes. And incidentally, though, but that's why you get amazing people. Yeah. That's why you find people who are better at running a business than you. The best thing I ever did for my company is step away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and let I'm other people right. who are smarter uh, run that. So yeah. so sorry, it wouldn't be in my nature if I didn't go back to there not being one female nominee. So what I what I want to just throw out here is because I think Rich, you you do quite a bit with content being good on at. Uh, you know, what is the actual business called? So I was just focused on richmulholland.com. But uh, it's um, Cultivations. Uh, so Cultivations is a holding company. Then we've got Human Rights, Tap Tap, an anti-bottled water company. And then we've got… Uh, <laughs> he literally just knocked Simba's water <laughs> off the desk because we're anti-bottled water. Okay. And then we've got Firing Squad, which is a digital agency, and Missing Link, which is the uh, perspective… So I think I'm familiar with Miss, is Missing Link. Which is Missing, Midian- Missing Link is the, is the one that Simba came to. Yeah, that so that's the video content, that kind of… Presentation, okay, coaching so, training. So what I want to just pose here… Um, I think that between what I do from a below-the-line agency point of view and feeding content to the consumer and what Rich does, and even Simba um, in his own right, um, we, we might even divulge what projects he's worked <laughs> on in the past. You might dive shock, but we'll let you know. Um, but what, 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 what can we change to invite either people nominating women or for women to know about it? Because I know that there are women – I mean – Adrian on her own, okay, she was a judge and probably not the target market because she was on the judging panel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I think about the entrepreneurs that I deal with on a daily basis who are female, not taking anything away from males, it's awesome. But what can we do to help you? Because what were what were some of the barriers? Did you get feedback? Was it that there weren't any females on the database it went out to? Is it a cultural thing? I, I think part of, part of the, the difference we had is between kind of the Young Entrepreneur Award yeah. and the General Entrepreneur Award. Uh, awards, okay. kind of p- women in their 30s and 40s who've kind of been through the mill, had their careers, had children, gone back into the workforce, uh, 
often are enormously entrepreneurial and start okay. businesses. Yes. But there's almost kind of the barrier mm-hmm. kind of comes in in the, 90, in the in a person's 20s. Yeah. And a woman goes through university. If they do go through to university, they're looking to start a family and they don't want to take risks at that point in time in their yeah. lives. And, and I think part of the challenge that we have is to encourage everyone who feels the urge and Literally, if you don't feel the urge, that's okay. I think that's the point that, in fact, Richard is, in fact, making. But if you do feel the urge, you need to actually just go out and do it. You need to take risks. Yeah. And yeah. This, this, this idea that, you know, if, if you're in a relationship and one of the partners is, in fact, going to support the other partner who's taking risks, that's a fantastic thing. Maybe one person has Definitely. a stable job Can and I one person… something on that? Sorry, Howie. But, you know, I think the girls have got to realize that they are entrepreneurial They've got to put themselves forward, and they've yeah. got to be a lot more confident. Definitely. I think what's happened is that, as Howard says, they take a kind of back step, and they, they're they more concerned about youngsters getting married, having families, starting their families, as well as starting their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interviewed a few weeks ago where they asked me about women buying property. You know, there's another – in the old days – a woman wouldn't be as forthright in buying her property. She'd ask her partner or her parents or whatever. Today that's changed. So over a period of time it's starting to emerge and they're getting a lot more confident. But Howard, I think what you were saying about women uh, in the 40s onwards are braver to start their businesses. I mean, it took my mother being retrenched to be able to start her own businesses. But I think at school they sort of beat it into your head that, listen, you're going to get, you're going to go to varsity, you're going to get a job. And, I mean, job is just over broke. We know that what, the, what it stands for. So I think it's a very true statement. Look, I think there's, they're enormously uh, fantastically successful people in a normal job. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, some of us uh, who, you know, I'm a qualified lawyer, I, I hate to admit oh. that. In <laughs> uh, but at some point in time in your life, you actually say, why am I working like this? Why am I working nights and weekends to make other people rich? Yes. Do I have enough confidence in myself to actually go out and take a risk and do something myself? Yeah. yeah. I, I just think… I just think that that for, it's it's just a disappointing thing because I'm sure you guys did all you could, but I think there's a way, and that for me is a massive opportunity to engage more with women. And we we I, I'm dealing with um, Colleen from Business Engage, and she does a whole lot of um, gender equality chats, and it, it, it's interesting. And it's not just it's not just the men's fault, and and that's touching on what on what Adrian has said. It's not just because men are making them feel they can't. They need to feel they can and and get the backbone, lost the wishbone and get involved. And have positive role models. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like this is a this is a, a show in and of itself. I mean you could do an entire show that could be full of women and entrepreneurs. <laughs> and one I mean my business partner, Samantha Dean, she's actually bringing over the largest entrepreneurial organization on the planet. And the truth is as an EO member, it is largely in fact it's largely uh, white Jewish men. You know that 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 is a it's a and we're always trying to work in the mm. quotas and things like that. And uh, you know, Sam is a part of an organization called the League of Extraordinary Women, oh, wow. uh, which wow. is the largest entrepreneurial organization built specifically for women. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes we pussyfoot, <laughs> if you pardon the pun, <laughs> around, <laughs> around, around the subject. Rich, you're we, not allowed back here, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> You've said terrible words. <laughs> sometimes we pussyfoot. <laughs> Uh, around uh, the issue and we try to act like no no it's all the same but it's not the same what the Mm. League of Ordinary Women does is says no no it's different because we still have to do these things and we have to be moms and we have to manage and actually the context that we have within business is fundamentally different to the context that men have 
And so while they're not, they have events and they invite male speakers and they do things, it's not a bra burning in any way organization, but it's a celebration about women in business. And I think there's a great, great, great need uh, for more. Now, I, I, I kind of said that mentors, um, I maybe gave mentors a bit of a bad rap earlier, but I certainly feel that what you need is maybe more peer encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, more people that you know that, oh, my goodness, so many people like this. And when you surround yourself with other people that have taken the same brave step that you have. And I, and I, but anyway, I think that it's a, a conversation worth having, uh, I mean, a whole show on because I, I think it's a, a very, very big issue. No, I, I love it. This is the first, I mean, this is the first we've opened ourselves up to hearing it. And it's not yeah. a, it's not that I don't, and what I'm saying is I don't want it to be in, in isolation to women. I just think it's sad that they've lost out because I look at your, I look at the nominations. I mean, that's how I found out about you, you know, um, through Ryan at, at Popeye. And I look at him and I'm like, he's an amazing nominee and I hope they win. But flip, I can tell you right now that I could think of five women under 24 who have, who have taken that step and have opened their own businesses and they should have been aware to be involved. Well, it's not going to happen again. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. They're going to make themselves aware. I'm sorry. Yeah. What, what is this? This is bullshit. Did you, you have boobs. You, you're not overt from, if you want to enter for an award, an award and win it, Find nominate. it yourself. Nominate yourself. Mm. Get yourself in there. Mm. None of this bullshit about you being able to just write on the fact that it's actually, if you're going to talk equality, get yourself in there. Nominate yourself. And if you don't, you don't deserve to win. You know who deserves to win? The guys who nominated their business. End of story. There is actually no more discussion. Like, uh, I tell you now. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, put yourself forward. Don't yeah. apologize for anything. And I think that's what, that's what I'm hoping this League of Extraordinary Women will do. I th- hope that they come into the fore and they dominate and they force us out. Well, then that's, what was her name? Sam. Sam. Yeah. So Sam's next. Sam's <laughs> next. We're going to bring her in here and we're going to chat about it because I think that she has tapped into a gap and I'm excited because my heart is after encouragement. And although I agree with you, I agree that you either are born to be able to cope with what this lifestyle offers, pros and cons, or you're not. But I'm still going to hold on to what I say that if somebody is 90% there and they haven't even grown up in a home where the family says I support you or I'm proud of you, trust me, Rich, I will back myself to say the psychology behind taking that next step, all it needs is for one person to say, is that your idea? Why haven't you shown anyone? Mm -hmm. But generally, if it's a good idea like that, you know what the encouragement is? Because the encouragement for almost all of us is when you say that is a terrible idea. Nobody will buy it. Brilliant. If it's a good idea, if it's a good idea. It happens. I always argue about small business guys versus the small business mindset versus entrepreneurial mindset. Small business people look at things they love and say, I want to do that as well. And then the whole world will agree with you. They'll say, that's a great idea. I also like that. Entrepreneurs look at things that are crap and say, I hate that. It's broken. I want to fix it. And they leave and do that. And everyone will tell you it's a bad idea. I can guarantee you that 50% of the people went to Gareth and said, this is a shit idea. Don't do it. Oh, and no. that's, that's how he knew he was onto something good. Exactly. Well, Adrian, can I ask, uh, amongst women, is there ever this pull-me-down syndrome in in business amongst entrepreneurs where you don't really support each other? No, I haven't encountered that. I've always had huge support Mm -hmm. from uh, my colleagues um, in the industry um, and and from family members, huge support. I don't think I would have made it without having um, the support from my family because that's very important. As a woman going into business, they have a lot of extra uh, burdens to okay. carry as men do going mm-hmm. into business. They've got the family, got the kids, they've got the running the home, etc. Mm-hmm. So support is Im- immensely important for a female entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. I, 
I look I look at the different industries that we've had in here and I watch women and I sometimes do see a little bit of pull down. I'm not saying it's it's blatant, but I think that the South African mindset around inc- like around embracing other people's success is not good. If you go overseas I think and you're it's sitting, very cultural. And you sit yeah, and you're sitting in a business forum, everybody's like, Go, oh, yes, introduce you to you, connect the dots. In South Africa they're like, Ooh, no, 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 no. Don't show this and you know, oh no, she might meet that person. That's rubbish. No, I've never seen that. I don't I haven't really? encountered that, but I, what I, must I say, me, me neither. I don't what I do find is that there's a lot of cultural complexities that go on with with regards to women. I think men still to this day in certain cultures don't accept a female Ah, equal. And that is a lot of the burden that that women will carry through with them. I I experience it on a daily basis. I do. But I I think, you know, it comes down to positive role models. And that's why uh, this year generally we're very excited about Dawn Nathan-Jones, who's one of the nominees in the unlisted category that we have. Yeah, and uh, and and she's from Europe Car, and she's the largest car owner in the country. Wow! And uh, so oh, we, oh wow! And and so we're very excited. She's uh, she's up for an unlisted uh, award, but more important than her winning the award or being nominated is the fact that we hope that other people will see her and say, "Wow, this is a woman running one of the largest businesses in the country." Yeah, we she's really someone to aspire to. Can be. you just explain? I just want to understand. So listed and non-listed, what does that actually mean? So we have four business awards. Yeah. One is for someone running a listed company. One is for someone running an unlisted company. Okay. One is for an entrepreneur of any age. Okay. And okay. one is for a young entrepreneur okay. under the age of 20. Okay. Totally get it. So we've had a lot of information here. We know that you are listening and taking notes and just as I'm just, it's so awesome to have this kind of, you know, guest crowd here. This is amazing. So we're going to have some music just to uh, break the the heat that's gone on here, especially with Mr. Mulholland, you know. But um, we will be back on Rookies and Rockstars in a little bit. DJ Cassidy. Chaos. Na, 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 na. Going through, you seem to know just what to say. To turn it all around and put a smile right on my face. Yeah. To me, you are a blessing, and I show sure appreciate mm. how you change negative to positive and brighten up my day. And whenever I get weak and lose my will to carry on, yeah. I just look at you because you give me the reason to be strong. If it wasn't for you, I just don't know where I would be. So tonight I'm gonna celebrate your love for me Cause it's like you
and rock stars well the first half has been flippin informative i'm so excited rich howard adrian it's this is this is exactly what this country needs from you know all of you are doing totally different things yet all achieving what every entrepreneurial you know from when the, when you starting your dream to when you 20 years in generating whatever you're generating a year this is what it's all about and i know rich you touched on something that's quite interesting so you you know back in your day <laughs> i'm going to say that i'm so going to say it you make him sound so old <laughs> I, know. I, I, I just think you know you say you call it uh, rookies and rock stars uh, clearly rich is the rock star so i presume the rest of us <laughs> are not the rookies, rookies. I, I think the, the, the whole the whole the whole vibe of the show is that once you guys were all rookies before you were rock stars now yeah, so we we're talking about, but it, it is true. I mean, look at him. He, I think he he lives the the rock and roll road roadie roadie vibe every day. You haven't left it behind, eh, Rich? Well, the funny thing is, I had like flat hair and no tattoos when I was there. This all wow. this all came through missing link days. <laughs> it's all just bad marketing. It's such a lie. Like I'm, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I play board games. That's me, and I'm antisocial, and I'm shy. And this is the truth, and nobody <laughs> believes me, and it's absolutely the truth. And the thing is, it's hard to sell that. So I have this old bullshit facade that everyone buys into. <laughs> but I go home at night and lie in my wife's arms and cry about mean people. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know that I believe that, well, but I'll believe you because you're telling me right now. <laughs> so, so just how would the, the Jewish Entrepreneurship Awards are coming up on the 26th of August. 24th of 24th, August. 24th, sorry. 24th. 24th of August. So we spoke about possibly some of the ladies who were overlooked, but I don't think we should take away from the guys who are there. And that's what's also important. So to Adrian's point, yes, um, 
you know, there may have been ladies gone, but she's also said, but you also need to acknowledge the guys who did take it. So the ladies were offered the opportunity. They didn't grasp it with everything they had or whatever the reasons. Well, well let's just say that was in the young entrepreneurs. Yeah. But in the general yeah. business categories, we've got a good smattering of women around. Amazing. So, so how long has this been going on for Howard? So this is, in fact, the 16th year. Wow. It's a charity fundraising event. Yes. Uh, we support charity from all the money we raise. Mm-hmm. It's a black tie gala dinner. We sponsored by APSA and Kia and Shivers Whiskey and the Creative Council who've all come in to support the, these awards. Yeah. And uh, we get together and we, we honor people who've just made a huge difference to South Africa. So I can't tell you who the winners are this year, but I can talk about maybe some of the winners from last year. Well, what I actually wanted to find out is from some of the winners you've seen over the last 16 years, have you seen some of this business businesses flourish? And you're actually like, wow, this guy won an award when he was still a rookie, but now this guy's amazing right now. Well, I don't know how many of you uh, know the Creative Council. You'll know their fantastic building on Corlett Drive, an amazing yes. building right next to the to the highway. I mean, that, uh, isn't the company worth like half a billion rand right now? I, I I think you're probably underestimating the value of the business. <laughs> okay. But uh, but the two the two guys who actually started at Run Noina and Giloved, remarkable individuals, and they won the unlisted last company wow. la- award last year, yeah. and they said it made such a profound difference to their business. So, in fact, oh, wow. they came back this year and they said, as a matter of thanks, we actually want to fund a new award. We started when we had nothing. We started when we were really young. And so they are the sponsors of the Young Entrepreneur Award. Oh, the, I saw that. This year. And they wow. wanted to give back because the awards made such a difference to their business. Incredible. But, you know, I, if I think back, we, we gave honors last year, for example, to a guy called Nate Kirsch, mm-hmm. probably the one of the most successful business people to ever have come out of South Africa. Yes. We're, worth today probably well in excess of 10 billion dollars um, with with food distribution companies throughout the United States and property holdings throughout the world in the UK in Australia an amazing South African entrepreneur and entrepreneurial story and we gave a lifetime a special lifetime achievement award to him and also at the same time we gave a lifetime achievement award to Jane Rafaeli the person who started Fair Lady magazine in South Africa Cosmo oh, magazine wow. runs oh, associated magazine associated yes okay media. Based okay. in Cape Town and someone who's made a profound difference to, to the entire publishing world in South Africa. I feel like in my opinion... What's your surname? Rafaeli. I don't think we tell these stories enough in South Africa because I'm sure there's some kids back in high school that think, well, I don't really want a job when I leave school. I'd actually like to start my own thing. Do you think we should tell these stories more? Can I just say, why wait till you stop, in fact, school before you uh, start the job? Mm. And I yeah. want to ask Adrian because she, she, in the judging, you can't tell if the person won or not, but one of the people in judging and young, young entrepreneurs this year is an is 18-year-old cool? kid. He has just got what? his driver's license. No, I have to tell this okay, story. Please. I was nowhere. <laughs> please let not, woman's voice be heard. I could not get over this young individual. Yeah. He started this idea at the age of 15. His name's school. Nadav Austin Driver. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I was so excited. Confident, young, mm-hmm. brilliant. And he came up with an idea at the age of 15 and pursued it and pursued it with the help of his parents. Yeah. Today he's 18, he's in matric, he's at school, he sits during his break periods yeah. and he tweets and he, he promotes his business. And I think, what did he say he was in excess of financially? I don't want to give his figures out, yeah, but, but I do want to talk about his business because he started something called Later Sightings. Yeah. Okay. If you go to the Kruger Park, you download a little app, and if you see lion, if you, if you see elephant, if you see sable, you yeah. in fact you, put, you, you geolocate where you actually have seen wow. the animals, and it gets broadcast through to everyone on the app. So it's yeah. almost like pig spotter. Exactly, but for animals. But for in, animals. 
Okay. <laughs> no, you're lying. For, no, you're for, lying. For, for, real, for real animals, not for pigs. What's pig and spotter? Wait, what are, what are pigs? Not an animal? I know you're Jewish, but you know, they're still animals and they're delicious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not in the Kruger, but incredible idea. Amazing idea, and there are literally, you know, he has a YouTube channel. He has more than a hundred thousand followers on his YouTube channel. He's had more wow. than twenty-five million people watch the videos that he's posted to YouTube, and that's actually a real business. And you try to get twenty-five million people to to watch. It's a real business, and he's still at school. He's eighteen years old. He got his driver's license a few weeks ago, a week and ago. He, and he got lost. Because he hadn't really driven before oh, coming shame. to to, to judge. Council. Well, we need to get him in here. He sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what what I'd like, obviously, what we're saying to you is that you know we we're talking to you with wherever you are in your business. Hopefully, you've. I mean, what Rich and Howard and Adrian have said here is is incredible, and we want to hear from you. So chat with us. You know where you can find us. You can find us on on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. Tweet with us. Get involved in the conversation. You can also call us on the Cliff Central line, which is 0861 So if you'd like to ask any of our guests any questions, please do. We'd love to hear from you. We love to chat. And also on the official WeChat Cliff Central group, you can find us there on the WeChat ID of Cliff Central. So make sure that you are engaging with us. Talk to us so that while we have these experts and amazing people with us, we can feed you the information that you're after. We will also post our, our podcast online at cliffcentral.com where you can go on to Wednesday's Rookies and Rockstars and download today's podcast and share it with people for anybody who missed the pearls of wisdom here. But we'll continue uh, getting some pearls from, from these guys while we've got them here. Rich, just, just back to you. I know um, for me, one of, you know, one of the long-term visions is to um, be able to encourage people in a crowd, and I know that you do it very well. You get asked to speak around the country. I see you uh, spoke recently at the Cape Graduate School of Business and also at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. What was, when you're speaking, what is the content, kind of who's the crowd? Is it always different? Is it uh, What is it about? Yeah, I mean, the crowds are always different. I, I, for me, it's... Uh, I hate to take away anything. I occasionally speak to certain events where it's encouragement, entrepreneurial events, things like that. But for the most part, you know, it's a job. And uh, people mm. will hire me and they'll give me a brief and they'll say they want to talk about this or they have this problem in their business and this is what they want to get across. Okay. And then I'll go out and I'll speak. So tomorrow night I'm <clears throat> speaking to a group of uh, graduates uh, for an event uh, to a corporate sponsor for uh, career choice and how they should decide what they do. Mm. And my basic message to them is uh, don't listen to Gandhi. <laughs> crazy, crazy, worst, worst, uh, you know, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. What a shit idea. If I did what I love, I'd be a motorcycle delivery guy. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. Like, find something else. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's tomorrow. But uh, another time I'll be talking about customer service or uh, marketing or different innovation often. So, But it's really, really, I take a brief. I I'm, wish so, was... I'm so glad I've been working on my self-esteem for 29 <laughs> years because that's one of my favorite lines. Now I'm, like, reassessing. I'm, like, really? <laughs> Rich just said it's so shit. But but now, Rich, I mean, when you do these talks, do you ever have people come up to you after a few years and say, listen, I came to one of your talks and it really inspired me. It really helped me out. My business is going well. Do you ever have that? Yeah, surprisingly. I, I like Sometimes I think, wow, that's amazing. People come up to me a few years later. They'll walk up to me at a restaurant. or And it's really, really nice. Like Ideally, sorry, to anyone who that's ever happened to, find me with my mom. If you can walk up to me in front of my mom, she gets very, very excited. 
But uh, and they'll say, oh, it's really, really nice. Or but sometimes it's not about um, I quit and start another business. It's about that thing you said about customer service changed the way I looked at it, and now that's the way we do it. And the response I get from my mm. clients is amazing. And and uh, I don't believe in. I'm very, very anti the term of motivational speaker. Yes. Uh, my job is never to motivate. That you know, if you're not motivated, nothing a speaker can say. You yeah. know, because you go back tomorrow and life hits you, and then you're back to normal. Yes. But I do like the idea of, of provoking people's thoughts. Yes. So and and sometimes it doesn't it doesn't the penny doesn't drop it just stays there and then a month later you'll be in a situation where that can make sense yeah. and it's very very satisfying for me when somebody will come up to me or you know I write columns and it's the same medium but you get a bigger audience and yeah. I write for longevity and destiny mag is, uh, destiny man mm. and uh, people walk up to me like on a plane and say from that you know you know I read your column. So what voice was that? So can we just what? Who is that? Is that um, a woman or uh, what was no, that voice? Somebody who's very excited. Was, oh, okay. Yeah. It was a, did you did you pick that up? Somebody. Oh, it was yeah, a, a, No, they have. It's like hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, M. Gosh. <laughs> oh, M. G. Yeah. Oh, my word. That's so funny. It's so satisfying. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, I really it gives me encouragement because sometimes I write things or I say things and I and I I, I hear myself speaking and I think what a load of crap, man. <laughs> what are you saying? And then they laugh at you, and then you think, are they laughing with me or at me? Yeah. And then somebody comes up to me afterwards, and they'll they'll retranslate what that's I said into something intelligent. And I think, yeah, whatever, man. Okay, that's what I meant. That's what you took then. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> it. it for you. you. You know, Rich says that uh, if you're doing what you'd love, you'd be a, a motorcycle delivery man, but you mm. can actually see the passion. He yeah. clearly loves what he's doing. Really? Yeah. I don't that's believe right. that for a second. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't love presentations. I started my business because I hated them. I sat there in a staging environment with lighting, sound, AV every day. And I was I was a technician. And I used to sit at the back of the room and watch these guys present. And I did not love PowerPoint presentations. I didn't start speaking until seven years after I had the business. Yeah. I hated them so much. I thought, there has to be a better way. This is such crap. It's PowerPoint, for goodness sake. Mm. Like, like nobody can love PowerPoint. If you love PowerPoint, I'm not going to hire you. <laughs> we don't want people who love PowerPoint. We want people who think it's shit. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like, if you hate it enough, uh, we'll, we'll maybe consider you on your CV because come and do a better job. But, yeah. um, you know, if you love PowerPoint, then it's working for you. And I'm not saying PowerPoint's a problem. Blame, blaming PowerPoint for bad presentation is like blaming a pan for a bad meal. I'm saying like the, the, the way we do it is, <laughs> the is bad. I, 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 from what I understand from Missing Link, your, your sort of ethos is to sort of uh, not go with the cliches. To sort of break down those cliches. Well, right? he has a concierge with a bath and a toilet <laughs> when you walk into the front door. What do you think? Yeah, we have a shooting range for cliches. So we yes. actually have uh, uh, we, we've taken all those photographic cliches that people use in presentations and we've turned them into targets. And we have a, a shooting range with one of those things you clip on and the target goes back and you shoot them until we feel that you've let go of your desire to use these crappy cliches that nobody likes. I love that. You see, this is this is what is. Yes, you excite me in a. I think you're That's mental. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love the, I love the uh, mental approach as well. But I mean, I, I love, I love what I like to encourage is that you don't lose sight of who you are because I think what happens is so. Say for example, example. Safe. That's a new word. New word. Somebody take it down. We'll get example. Example. So, for example, somebody is somebody's engaged with a person who's a travel agent, and they think, "Flip! I've got such a cool new idea. They're doing it so badly. I know I can do it better." And then they sit with somebody else who says, "Okay, great. So, just so you know, when you come into the travel agency world, this is how you need to do it. This is how you're going to break in, my boy. No." That's not how you're going to break in. Mm. So that's just 
following on from what you've just said. It's a big deal for us. We get hired to do induction for companies, and it amazes me that you go out your way to hire people that think a certain way, and then what you do the first week in the business is you tell them how to think. Yeah. <gasps> I don't Terrible. understand that. No, that would freak me so out. So the one thing with speaking, people always say that one of the biggest myths is that, um, and I talk about this often, I'm a bit of a crack record uh, on this subject, but uh, you know, know your audience. You can't know your audience. You have no idea who's wearing, like I could be wearing girls' knickers right now. You just wouldn't know. Mm. What you can know is about yourself, and you have to always be the best version of yourself. So you know why I'm passionate? Because I'm passionate about being maybe an entrepreneur more than about necessarily the problems I solve. And uh, the one thing, I think the reason I get away with being the way I am is because People can like it or hate it. In fact, I feel if you're not polarizing anybody, you're really not trying hard enough. Like someone's mm. got to fundamentally hate you, you know? Yeah. Mr. Page, my high school principal, that means you, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, but but if, you're not, if you're not pissing anybody off, yeah, That's finally sh- it's my time. <laughs> I've been waiting these years to say this to you. But I, I think as well, you know, we are all passionate people and we employ passionate people. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's absolutely crucial. You know, you, you come into our environment. I, I'm in the telecoms industry. We've got a company, Psycom Voice Services. We've got a company, Terrific.com. And uh, the sort of people that we look for are people who are in some way as passionate as us, yes. but better than us in areas that we're weak in. Yeah. And those are the people that we want to attract into our businesses because we can't be perfect. We can't be great. But you want to have people who absolutely care. Mm-hmm. I want to go home at night and never happens and not worry about anything because I know that someone else in the business yeah. is actually not sleeping because of it. People are key. People what, what are, are absolutely key. And because we spend so much of our lives at work, you know, if mm-hmm. it's eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours a day, and for some of us, 14 hours a day, you want to make an environment in which you're happy, where you're stimulated. Yeah. That must be your family. And every day in business is a war. You're going out into the trenches <laughs> and you're taking your troops with you <laughs> and you're going to fight and you must hand select each one of those people who are going to come out with you and you want you want them to the, be the best people in battle with you because that's what life is like out there. Howard for president. I who agrees? Like, I, I felt yeah. like I was, in a, I was in Troy there for a second. Hey? <laughs> every day, every day is a challenge and you want people around you who actually have your interests and their interests. Yeah. You, do, you want other entrepreneurs to join you in your business. Yeah. It, is, it is true. And I think, I think that there is, and, and now that we've realized that really South Africa is, is, a, is a place where we're all embracing each other and helping each other grow and get to where we need to be, I think just what, what the stories do, and, and we don't like, I'm, just, I'm with you, Rich. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I've got a factory, so I'm going to get that <laughs> gun, and I'm going to make sure that they do the same thing. And I, it's the same for us on Rookies and Rockstars because – you know, we, we never, we, I never like to do, and, and we was, I was speaking to Simba about this, mm. like this, hey, what's your story and why are you motivated and how, you know, but. What voice was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my not sure voice. So what, what I do, what I do like about it is that, you know, the stories and how they're told and how you each tell yours are super cool. And this is what we, what we've got to keep on doing. So remember that, it, it, it doesn't matter, and, and Rich's approach, Howard's approach, Adrian's approach, they're all different, but stay true to who you are with where you are with your business, and we are here to serve and feed you the inspiration from dudes like this. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. So we just want to say thank you. I mean, Rich, Howard, Adrian, all of you, We it's it's so cool that we are able to have some of your time and just feed this, you know, to to people that we believe need it and will benefit from it. Now, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's been great having you on the show. I, I'm inspired myself. So, and thank you to everyone listening.
Yes, awesome. So just remember, you can catch us again next week, Wednesday, between 11 and 12, Rookies and Rockstars, a platform that is feeding you all the information you might need with all the different industries. Remember, we've touched on franchises. We've gone into social media. If you've missed one, do not stress. You can go and find our podcast on cliffcentral.com. Wednesdays, Rookies and Rockstars. We'll ask our guests to share as well so that we don't miss anybody out. And, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back next week, Wednesday, Simba. Yep. Thank you so much. We out.